Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Queued Up Esports, your source for random esports news, trivia, nonsense, whatever whatever we got going on. Uh, this is episode seven. We're going to be uh, talking a little bit about uh, coaching in uh, competitive esports. Uh, I'm your host, Monk HB, also known as Nick Esposito. I did that backwards, but who cares? I'm Freddie Bones. Yeah, I'm going to do it backwards, too. I'm Deanthrax, also known as D'Angelo. Well, I didn't say my real name, but it's okay. Your real name is Freddie Bones. We all know that. Yeah, that's crazy. Exactly. We learned that on the third episode. Yeah. That's true. That's a good point. All right. So we're uh, we're going to be talking about coaching today um, and how it pertains to the world of esports. Uh, so a lot of people think it's kind of weird. Um, or, like, people that I that are not in the competitive gaming scene. I think it's kind of weird. It's like, all right, I'll buy into the fact that people are getting paid tens of thousands of dollars to play video games, but now you're telling me there's another dude who's getting paid a similar amount to, like, coach this person and help them play video games better? You got, you're, Actually, you're lying. I didn't know that was a controversy. I didn't know that was a, a doubt. I, I mean, I've, I've, like I said, people outside of competitive gaming I talk to, they're like, wait a minute, like people coach each other that's weird like it's almost like people outside of the realm of competition don't understand all of the things that go into competition aside from just doing the thing they just think you do the thing and you do it well and there it is and there's no mental aspect to it and there's nothing else to it that's it you just do it (laughs) are they also surprised that like lebron james has a coach because i feel like that might be surprising too if they didn't know that i mean i don't know I mean, or like, like a sports, like a like an, an analyst, or like a. Oh, I mean, like his team, professional teams of coaches, usually multiple coaches. Yeah. So, like, why would it be any different? Esports. I don't know. So that's the thing. I mean, there's team-based esports, and like a coach for that seems a little more like understandable. But then you get to like you know fighting games and Smash and like all these other things where it's like one-on-one competition, and that's like. Whoa, Hungrybox has a coach. Whoa, all these other people yeah. have coaches. Whoa, there's controversy on coaching in the middle of a game. What's going on? But like Michael Phelps has a coach. That's a single. That's an individual competition. I don't know. Like right, if you're but, if you're an athlete, there should be a coach. It makes sense. That yeah. I mean, I I get that, but you know, esports is you know it's still the baby in the the sporting world. Maybe I'm just too hopeful, and I don't see the naivety in all the other people. Maybe who knows? So uh. Let's uh, let's kind of dive into what is uh, the value of having a coach. I mean, uh, as as we stated, you know, professional sports teams they have coaches, but what is the value of it? Because I suck and I need to get better. Coach me, coach. Because I suck what and I it? need to get better. Coach me, coach. The, the because it's all about the process. Right. Go on. Sometimes. All right. So sometimes. Sometimes the process is very obtuse, and sometimes you just need someone there to tell you, hey, just straighten it out a little bit. And you're like, oh, okay, cool. That's something that I always knew, but I really needed you to tell me that in this very specific moment because I'm trying very hard to, to focus on all these other small details that sometimes you lose sight of other small details or big picture things. It happens all the time. Yeah, so uh, it, in a way, it's a source of validation, right? Like... Uh, these are the things I know I need to be working on, but I have a second source to help provide more input on that. Yeah. 
I I would also um, go into the aspect of having a coach is sort of like it's like having someone on your side um, because when you go into the ring like it's tough out there you're like you're out there fighting one other dude and like you're beating the shit out of each other and it's tough but then like you know the bell rings and you go back to your corner you got your corner man there and that like i think that is like the important aspect of like a coach like someone who's like look man you're doing great out there like i'm here to like push you forward and encourage you to do better i actually like that analogy i'm going to end up bringing this back later i think ooh callback uh yeah corner man and if i so i didn't consider that i'm thinking coaches i'm thinking professional teams and like um you know olympics crap but that's true uh professional fighting there's yeah. all kinds of coaches and i'm that's uh, even in the middle of a in the middle of a match right 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 so that's right. interesting i totally forgot <laughs> yeah so uh a coach should be someone who's able to analyze a uh, a player's uh, skills and determine where they're faltering and where they're strong and help provide a plan for them. Uh, they should be able to reinforce uh, the player's thoughts, be like the players acknowledging, like, I need to work on this thing. And they're a secondary confirmation source that says, yeah, you do need to work on this thing. Like, so yeah. let's, let's build a plan and work on it. And they're a, a comrade, a confidant uh, in the, uh, the matter of growth and, uh, you know, emotional support. Okay, so that's the value of having a coach, I guess. Um, to get essentially to get you to to make you better, right? Right. Um, it's a lot of ways to do that, but it's it's about improvement. Yeah, I would agree. We're all in agreement. <laughs> well, one of us, one of us should play. I could play devil's advocate for this. Okay. Right? Like, yeah. All right. So. What if, what if it's just egregious, right? What if, what if just pay, you're paying somebody for all this? It's not going to help you in the long run. You'll learn these skills over time. Um, yeah, sure, it may take you longer, but you don't necessarily need to see those things like right away. Where you're at right now, you're comfortable with, and your level of growth is at a satisfactory rate. I, I, think- I've never met anybody like that at all. <laughs> <laughs> I they always want to get better faster. <laughs> I, I do, it's not even necessarily about getting better faster, but like a coach provides a certain quality of getting better. Um, they're, like I said, they're an extra set of eyes. They're able to see things that you're not able to see. Um, like to go back to like the, the corner man analogy, like, like when you are in the middle of a boxing match and the bell rings, you go back and you know, your, uh, your corner man is like taking care of you and stuff like they're, you know, making sure you're not fucking blind they need to cut you and do all this throw in the damn towel yeah but they're also they're also like providing tips they're like hey man like you need to you need to back off a little bit like you're you're just like walking into his fist like just step back let him throw a few punches but like you know or just whatever man like they're they're reminding you of your advantages and stuff like that and helping you like because it's tough to say because like you'll have events where it's like i did really good and then literally the next event you go to you just like bomb it and you're like well why did i do that like i was so hot at this event what went wrong at this event and a coach is there Mm -hmm. to like kind of tell you like okay like you did hot at this event because of x y and z so let's try and focus on that so the next event you go to you can have that in your mind 
and play yeah. better. I think devil's advocate here would be more along the lines of, um, especially in in um, like a fighting game or a solo event, right? Uh, a fight a fight still makes sense too, like a professional fight, where you don't want any outside help. You secured that win yourself, um, mm-hmm. so the glory is yours and yours alone. Uh, and I use glory like that's actually a bad way. Um, it, it sounds like it sounds bad. It sounds like you're hogging it all, but really what it means is you earned it, right? Yeah. Um, where if you have a coach, it's like you did it as a team. There's one there's one on one competition. You got there with help, and your opponent may or may not have, but you didn't do it alone, right? Where you want to be able to do it alone. Um, like I, I like when 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 you when you so when you got that win, I did it because I found his openings. I was better at this, you know. I opened him up and I caught his, you know, I, I, I caught it all on my own hard work, nobody else's. Um, I think that's a better argument against a coach um, would be because it's all 100% one-on-one as opposed to a team effort. Yeah. So, so one, I feel like in the, uh, the aspect of competition, letting pride get in the way is just stupid. Like, oh, I agree. Too. I'm like, I'm playing devil cap. I here. know, I know, but <laughs> I, like, I gotta, I gotta talk to these points. So one, letting pride get in the way. That's, that's just stupid. Like, yeah, you're, you're, a w. <laughs> you're, you're there to win and winning means, you know, exploring all avenues you need to, to do to get that victory. Um, mm-hmm. Two, I think the notion of like, oh, I did it all by myself is absolutely foolish too. Like, yeah, it like when <laughs> a boxer isn't just sitting there like hitting a punching bag, like leading up to his match, he's sparring against other people and they're providing feedback to him. When you play in a competitive fighting game, you're playing friendlies with someone. Like, nah, man, <laughs> you're you're punching meat and chasing chickens. You're climbing up the steps in Philadelphia. All right, there's nobody else there. Never mind that there was in the movie. Ignore that. The montage showed him by himself punching that meat. All right. I I will say like there was a time in my uh, my development period for like competitive melee where like you were punching meat. Yeah, where I was punching meat and chasing. No, but like so in you know two thousand six two thousand seven like the hot tech was like edge teching and like. Mm. So basically, what that is for uh, for people that don't know, uh, D'Angelo, who's in this call, <coughs> yeah, me, I have no idea. So for what that is, uh, like to give you a hint, what that is. Uh, so normal teching is like when you fall, you hit the ground, you press like one of the trigger buttons, and you do like a tech roll or a tech in place, and like you have invincibility frames, and you like can almost immediately act. Um, I mean, Ed, there's, tech, there's techs in fighting games too. It's a little bit different. But yeah, it's it's a little you, bit different, but yeah, you react out of a out of a knockdown. Right. Yeah. Um, edge teching is uh, similar to that, but instead of you like uh, getting knocked down and teching off the ground, when you're recovering, you uh, tech uh, an attack that is hitting the edge. So let's say uh, Marth does like a forward smash to like you know hit me when I'm recovering. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can like time it to with your uh, trigger press to uh, actually like tech up against that wall that you were recovering on. Okay. So instead of getting f- sent flying across the map, um, you you just kind of recover. Basically, you 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 just you don't go flying off the map. You just kind of just hover there for a second, uh, and you have a chance to to recover again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh shoot. And 
when you tech, like, your percent doesn't matter. You can be at, like, 9 million percent, and, like, if you tech a hit, like, you don't go anywhere. Like, you just, you're like, okay, I'm on the edge. Like, the trick is, like, it's like a four frame window or something ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it's like a very small window. It's, like, really hard timing, but it seems like it's not a really hard timing because every time, like, you see someone do it, it's never one. It's never just, like, one tech. Yeah. It's always, well, it's like, good. <laughs> it's always, like, two or three in a row. Like, um, so yeah, like in 2006, 2007, this was the hot tech. So yeah. I, I didn't really have a lot of people to play with. Like Felipe would be doing his own thing. Uh, my other buddy would be doing his own thing and I'm 16. I don't have a car. I don't have anything. So yeah. what I, like what I would do is I just like set, like set up my, uh, my training mode. I'd set my health to 999 and I would have like a level or I would have a Ganon do like up tilts and I would time my recovery to go when like that move would land and then I would tech off of it. So Jeez. like that's the that's essentially what it means to like be uh fighting by yourself and training. Uh but the that doesn't like actually apply in real matches. Like sure, I get the timing on that down, but like I'm not getting any real application of it. I mean, well, you're getting better, though. I mean, I don't know. You, you get better, but, like, <laughs> I get better against teching Ganon's up tilt. <laughs> so I think, like, that's, like, that's, like, an important thing to, like, realize as well, right? The, and th this could probably be, like, another subject in its entirety, right? But the, the way that a lot of players, I think, at a high level get there nowadays is by learning small situations over and over and over and eventually, you know a lot of small situations that help you either A, get through them, or B, transfer them to other situations that are similar so that you can, like, you, and that all happens from sitting in training mode and seeing things like that, right? Like, uh, um, another great Florida player, uh, formerly Florida, Brian F., um, once made, like, a tweet about that where it was just like, all right, here's how you get better, right? First step, realize that you're bad. Second step, right? Done. Get hit. Get second step. Done. Finished. It. That's it. That's the step. That's it, right. Second step. Get hit by something. Right. Third step. Replicate it and see what your options are. Fourth step. Find an answer. Fifth step. Try to do that thing and get hit again the same way you did because you weren't able to do it. Right. You do that enough times until you're able to actually do the thing you want to do. You're like, oh man, I finally found success. Right. Then. Start the process all over again. Realize that you suck again, right? <laughs> Find a different situation. Do the same thing. Get hit a bunch of times by the same thing because you're going to try to do it. You're not going to be able to do it the first time you practice it. You're not going to be able to do it the first time in the match. It's just not going to work out. That's, your life just doesn't work that way, right? And then you're going to be able to, oh, man, I can do this now. Find another situation. Do the same thing. <laughs> over time, you will eventually have accrued enough situations that you just know what to do. Repeat ad nauseum, and now I'm the best in the world. Yeah. That's it. So that's just self coaching. Who needs a coach? Exactly. To get back to the main point, a coach helps you find those things faster, and they can try to convey it to you in a in a sense that you can understand better. Because sitting there in the lab by yourself, it's real hard to like figure it out sometimes. Also, it's, motivation for that is also terrible. Like it's 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 really hard uh, to get motivation to do something like that. Yeah, I was having this conversation um, with Ashley, but like, yeah, no, I, I, I guess that it's not normal for a lot of people to just like 
sit in training mode for hours on end? Nah, dude. No, you, 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 I love it. You and me are like a weird breed where like I so <laughs> quick tangent. It's fun. Last last tournament I went to, I spent mm-hmm. more time against a level one Falco shooting lasers at me so I could practice power shielding than I did playing actual melee. <laughs> Amazing. That's not fun. I don't know how people can do that. So I, I have the LCQ coming up this uh, this weekend, right? We're recording this on a on a weekday. I leave on in two days. Um, for the entire week leading up to the LCQ, I've just been playing Guilty Gear training mode. That's it. You, uh, I'm not even Street Fighter. Yeah, I was gonna say you uh, not, you've been playing training mode for uh, for a game that isn't the one you're playing. Yes, hundred percent, dude. Like, okay, transferable skills, man. Like, okay. To be fair, yeah, I mean, a lot, a lot of there's a lot of uh, overlap there, and and a lot of those kinds of two D fighters. That's yeah. that's a whole ev- other episode. We'll get to that like five episodes <laughs> from now. Okay, fine. Anyway, so we covered like the value of having a coach. I feel like we did a good job of like squashing out like what the arguments against the coach could be as weak and flimsy as they were um yeah, it's just better to have one yeah so what like what quality should a coach have that i'm not good at i have no idea all right i, w- I could tell you i know what i need out of a coach okay I'd, all right tell you right all right sometimes so, okay all right so let me tell you my coaching experience one time i did coach a person to win a tournament Wow, look at you, buddy. And and they told me I was the greatest coach they ever had. <laughs> Ooh, look at that. I'm I sure that was really healthy for your ego. It was, right. her, one, it was horrendous for my ego. But two, it made me realize something in the time, right? Sometimes sometimes a lot of coaching isn't about micromanagement. It's, it's a lot of, like, macro understanding of the situation, right? Yeah. So my coaching, like, okay, let's paint the scene, right? My friend, Kevin Sparks, shout out to Kevin Sparks, right? Still playing games, making music, doing lots of fun things, right? We were at a tournament in New Jersey, right? He makes it to grand finals, ultimate Marvel versus Capcom 3. I forgot who he was playing. It was a local hero, someone else from New Jersey, because Kevin's also from New Jersey. And I was like, you know what? You want some coaching? I'll give you some coaching. He was like, yeah, all right, yeah, pull up, you know? I was like, whatever. So I go to his, I go to his ear, right? And like the entire time, the entire kid you not the entire time i'm just telling him you're so fucking good at this game you're so amazing at this and he was just like you're right i am i'm really good at this game i forgot about that i forgot i was i am really good at this game and he was coming from losers and he 6-0 the dude there were just Dang. situations where i was just like you know what like you should just go for that you know why because like well he's not gonna do anything to it you're you're better than him and he was like you're right i am better than him and he was just doing everything perfectly because all i was there was just co-signing the fact that he was really good at the game everything was just working out and i was just like you're you picked the right characters he was playing morgan doom rack rocket raccoon and i was just like yeah just throw those fireballs he can't even get in what's he gonna do and then I, the other dude I just distinctly remember was playing Super Scroll, and I was just like, "Yeah, he's an idiot. It doesn't matter." And like, that character's not even good. A character was kind of a character in level three character was, was just kind of busted. <laughs> <character was kinda laughs> busted. He was doing, he was just dropping on your head, and it was a fifty-fifty. Like, what was that? I don't know what they were doing. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> the entirety of coaching was me just telling him how good he was at the game and how he could do anything. And then, like, just micro situations, like, yo, block right there because he's never going to, like, he's always going to wake up with a button, right? Like, between matches. That was it. Like, yeah, every single time right there, he's woken up with buttons, right? So the ability to, like, look at things from a different perspective 
have like good macro vision and sometimes just like give you the confidence you need to yeah, realize that your moral support might be the greatest thing that a coach can do for you. I I agree with that 110%. Like like a lot of people look at a coach, you know, as like the dude in like sweats and like a whistle and sunglasses, but like honestly a coach should also be a cheerleader, man. Yeah. Like like I said, like a coach is someone who's like supposed to just kind of have your back like be like look man you uh you're you're working on this stuff and you're doing awesome and there's no reason why you can't beat this guy because you're amazing yeah uh another quality i think a good coach should have is uh definitely like the ability to fucking keep it real like like while a coach should be a cheerleader they need to recognize like how the uh, the person they're coaching, what their mental state is, and, like, how to address that in, like, a real way. Like, because sometimes we all get a little salty, like, in the middle of stuff, like, during practice, during friendlies, during tournament, during fucking whatever, man. During, like, ordering at Burger King, get real salty. But a coach needs to be able to, like, pull that dude aside and be like, hey, man, like, you, like... I'm here to support you, but you need to get your attitude in check because the reason why you're losing is that. Yeah, I mean, you at the end of the day, you still have to point out something wrong. Like, you can't just be like, yeah, you may be really good, but, like, if there's a flaw in your game plan, you can't let that go ignored. That's your job. Right. Being, being self-objective is, uh, is a – it's a skill that I think a lot of players don't have, and it's a skill that a lot of people have to work on in general. Oh, definitely. Um, but it's, it's definitely – if you want to see any sort of measurable improvement, coach or no coach, I can tell you that having the ability to to keep it real or even be okay with other people keeping it real with you is easily going to show you more improvement than anything you could do aside from like practicing and just being a talented genius. Like the moment the moment you start taking like self ownership on things or like you have someone tell you, "Hey, you're you're on tilt right now. Calm it down." And you're able to listen to that and be objective about that. That that's like a benefit of a coach that that they can see like those small little like microaggressions that you probably take or like they it just needs to be someone that understands you well enough as a person um that they're able to to notice these things or like they've worked with you long enough that they can tell when something is not working as intended, right? Like both both mentally and physically right like they should be able to see like okay well like he's a little fatigued or he's like these this but like that ability to be objective and take objective advice whether it's from yourself or from a coach is is very important that's true like and that's that's some that's actually really important to acknowledge like um like uh for example like hungry box and a crunch like they're really good friends like they're they were friends before they had like a like coach player relationship like that right yeah and um the reason why like hungry box is like so effective as a player is because crunches like like his friend like he's able to like recognize like hey man like you're having a rough time and i can tell you that right now like so get some water cool off like and we'll we'll come back to it like in a little bit later. So like definitely having like that rapport and that uh, good relationship is important as well. I don't know a lot yeah. out of this. 
I just I don't uh, the qualities of being a good coach isn't something in my forte. So no, I get that, man. Um, well, let me ask you this, right? Like, what would you like to see out of a coach, Felipe? I don't know, um, because like most of you pointing out what I need to do wrong, or what I've been doing wrong, and how to make <laughs> what it I right. need to do wrong. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's real. What, though. I've, <laughs> what I've been doing wrong and how to make it better, but like, mm-hmm. um, um uh, also like uh, to come up with some kind of um. I don't know, some kind of routine, some kind of practice routine. That's some problem. That's a problem I have in life, um, where I don't stick to anything. So if there's somebody um, that can get on my ass, like a personal trainer type deal, um, yeah. But for but you know, for the learn a specific thing and in the accountability game. buddy, accountability accountability buddy. Word. That's a word. <laughs> accountability buddy. It's a something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So those are things, right? Like I could like that's essentially self-coaching you that you just did right like you you outline things that you want to see out of yourself right but like they they aren't not and they're not wrong right a coach would probably give you the very same things but the difference right the pro- probably the main appreciable difference is that you gave yourself that advice and you can choose whether or not you want to follow it if i've paid a coach to tell me that advice i feel more incentivized to follow it because oh of I, course I, yeah i've 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 established that I've traded your advice for money, and at that point, it behooves me to do that, right? Like and that's why so it's more I, valuable. I, I, I objectively, right? I think that it's it's valuable in terms of like the intrinsic value of money that we put on it. But I, I think that there's a level of value that that comes from being able to self-analyze, like you just did, um, and then move forward with actionable plans, right? And maybe even like that's easier said than done, though. Sometimes like, a good coach is like what you just said, right? They they are a personal trainer. They're that ability to like motivate you and light a fire under your ass. And like yeah. that that not that's not always what you need, but they they need to have like they don't necessarily need to have that ability, but because in the end it's always going to be on you, right? It's always going to be on you to practice. It's always on like I'm sure Crunch tells Hbox to practice, and he's like, no, I want to go watch Squidbillies, right? Like it's like fucking whatever. <laughs> fucking Squidbillies. I didn't. It was first that's thing that came to my head, man. That's the Listen. first thing that came to your head. I don't know, man. I don't know what he does. I don't know what Hbox watches anyway, right? Like he's fucking. He's not watching crab programs, right? Like, like fucking, like so. Think about like what it is that like it's still. It's still his ability to practice the way he wants to practice, but someone's giving him that advice. Someone just gave you that advice. It just happened to be you. Yeah, uh, like I'm 100% on your side here. Um, Like I wasn't – my response earlier wasn't uh, like against coaching for any reason. That's My response was 100% for why I would want that coach, to be able to do those things, to be able to spot my mistakes, tell me what I have to do better, and then create some kind of routine for me because I know I can't trust myself to do that as well as somebody else would. Sure. I get that. And uh, I kind of want to talk about, like, the differences of uh, coaching in team, e- in, uh, team esports versus, like, the, the one-on-one aspect, like, uh, in the FGC. Um, because I don't know uh, how much, like, LCS or, like, other League of Legends stuff that you watch, but one thing that I always find, like, really cool is during, like, the beginning part of it where they're, like, banning champions and the coach has, like, got the headset on, he's got the clipboard, he's, like, walking back and forth, he's, like, all right, yeah, like, do this, do this, do this. And I'm, like, man, what are they talking about right now? <laughs> like, what what is happening here? Like, that... A lot of it is strategy, though. Yeah, um, exactly. A lot of it is, is, is 
just general communication between um, players that they may not be aware of, right? Um, that the coach is catching. And then just like, okay, remember strategy. You're going to be doing this. Um, jungler is currently, you know, looking at this particular NP or NPC, but the um, fucking camp. Yeah. Um, and, you know, so keep an eye on that. It's going to happen soon. Um, it's just communication of what's going on and, and sticking to strategy. A lot of strategy is involved when it comes to team right. esports. But then we go to the, like the other side of things where like, <laughs> where it's almost like a coach for like a uh, Smash Brothers is almost like just completely banned from interacting with their player at any point <laughs> right. at all. <laughs> like, <clears throat> right in the middle don't of an ever event. talk to them. You can only talk to them once the moon comes out, and only if it's the first moon of the month. If it's the second moon, you're not allowed to talk to them, no matter what, under any circumstances, or else we'll fine you and we'll give you a game loss. Like, what's happening? I mean, after the match is over, yeah, you yeah. can talk about what happened. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I remember... It's, it's like, uh, really weird because um, if we go back to, like, the, the boxer analogy, like... Yeah, this is good. That, like, that boxer is getting coaching, like, every few minutes, like... No, no sometimes minutes. they're like, getting... During they're the getting, match, they're, yeah. they're shouting at the top of their lungs. Um, watch, watch the legs! Right. Yeah, exactly. So, like... <laughs> <clears throat> so I should rephrase. They're getting like more detailed coaching every few minutes. Yes, yeah. but like but things are missing though. So like if if like the guy knows like um his left eye is swollen, so he's he's you know he's blind on his left side. Um, the coach will literally yell out like every time he ducks, expect something on the left because he's gonna do something on the left. And, right. and the, he, yeah. the fighter might have not noticed that because he's blind on his left eye. So like he's getting live instructions like while he's fighting this is not just not just between the rounds it's during the rounds yeah but like but like if i'm a coach at like in a at a melee event and my my dude's up on stream and i just scream stop teching to the left like yeah i know that you'd get shit on <laughs> i just um, remember the story yeah. that um monk told me about the dude that was coaching oh my his... god oh yeah yeah you know the story please tell the story yeah it's, it's my favorite coaching story of all time so there was a it's it's like on a gr top 10 video somewhere but um so in the middle of a match and i think it was hungry box and someone else i don't remember but like player one won or won a match player two uh a dude comes up from the crowd and like starts whispering stuff to him like starts like giving him coaching advice uh player two then wins the next match and then some random dude like just a complete unknown or a friend of the other guy comes up and starts mocking like mock coaching the other dude like like blah, 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 like just like really going yeah. over the top with it i remember the story now yeah and then uh the the player two uh ended up winning the thing and there was like this huge controversy because like he had mid-set coaching like that should be a game loss and then the ruling was because the other player had someone come up and coach him mid-set there's no game loss amazing because he wasn't actually coaching he was faking the coach to make fun of him they didn't know any better it could have been a coach right so stupid so fucking stupid yeah i love it so much yeah and that's like the thing that like blows my mind because um when you go back to like CS:GO or League of Legends, any like team-based thing, the coach has like a very like almost active role, like 
in strategizing, like making sure things are good. But like, like I said, like if, if the moon's out, you can't coach a melee set at all. Like, I think it goes back to that, uh, one V one only kind of mentality. Um, I remember an interview HBox did when he beat Armada, um, like at a big major for the first or second time. It was like, it was one of his few wins against Armada. Um, he was getting second place forever and he finally got a win. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's when he, he, he told everybody that crunch was his main coach. Um, uh, and I remember part of the interview, he said, it didn't feel like I just beat Armada. That was a team effort. Like it was all the time yeah. I spent with crunch. Yeah. It, we, yeah. we got that. Um, and that rubbed people uh, the wrong way a lot because it's, it's, a, it's supposed to be a one versus one. It's supposed to be me versus you. And that's it. Why is crunch part of this equation? It's supposed to be hungry box versus Armada. Armada didn't have anybody else on his side. Why do you get somebody on your side? It didn't make sense, right? Um, and I think that's why people kind of didn't like that. And it's like insane to me because I guarantee the stuff that Crunch and Hungrybox went over is stuff HBox could have done on his own. Like literally like, all right, let me watch replays of my matches with this dude and see like where I'm losing and what's going on. And like, mm-hmm. like he could have analyzed that himself, but he had his he had his coach help him with that and i don't think like yeah. there's anything wrong with that uh, inherently i feel like there's nothing wrong with that like because like that's the thing right like if you if if i if you were to win like a tournament the other day right you're not going to just credit i'd like to thank my level 1 falco right like that yeah, i yeah, yeah. Right? You're i'm gonna, gonna, i'm going to credit all that time with. i spent just having a falco shoot lasers at me it's going to be all the people that you ever trained with. Like, those people were part of the equation. It just so happens that this dude was part of a mental equation that Hungrybox prioritized over the physical practice regimen of most other players because he finally got to that level where he realized that 99% of what I'm doing is is mental at this point because I've mastered all the other aspects of what it is I need to do. Right. I remember an old Brawl tournament. Um, I actually wasn't there for it, but I remember seeing it on stream. I don't remember who was playing. But I remember the the loser at the time, he was down like two games. And like Seabrook, like an old Florida player, just kind of goes up and just starts talking to the losing player. Uh, this is coaching, of course. Uh, this is what we're talking about. But he's talking to him like a solid like two minutes. It's like a full-on conversation. This is not like a quick tip. He's going in deep with whatever he's coaching about. Mm-hmm. And nobody knows what they're talking about. The, com- the casters are going off like, and this guy is really going in right now. Like, he, I don't know what kind of advice he's giving him, but he's giving him a lot of advice. He proceeds to come back uh, and win the set. <laughs> and at the end of it, the cast was like, damn, I don't know what the fuck Seabrick told him, but he deserves credit for that win because he was the one who fucking made that work. And that was like the coolest. I remember because this was coaching was real early then. This was brawl. And in Melee, there wasn't any coaches. Like that wasn't a real thing. Um, so like having somebody do that and then see the immediate results was like pretty fucking cool, especially when it was on stream. Yeah, and, like, I think that speaks volume to the, like, power of a coach. Like, just literally anyone that can, like, whisper something in your ear and be like, here's the magic gift to make you win. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm surprised it's so frowned upon considering it's so prominent in traditional uh, esports. Like, FG, like team-based uh, esports. I agree. Yeah. I think if uh, if, like the FGC and smash players like looked at coaching more like that. Um, like the boxer and corner man, like relationship and stuff like that. And the rules kind of like were built around that. Cause Grant, keep in mind, I do think like sitting there, like up on the set, like 
talking to someone for like two to three minutes like that's a bit much oh yeah that's just that's just holding up the game at that point that's different mm-hmm. yeah i think that like that's a like a probably not the best but i do think like one minute just hey man like i noticed this thing be mindful of this look out for this how are you feeling do you need me to get you a bottle of water like what's going on like yeah like just a quick one minute thing like that i feel like everyone should have access to that like i think it shouldn't be an issue if they were just to shout um simple directions during the match either for that matter yeah like no it, different it, than it would be in boxing yeah like what <laughs> don't tech left like yeah not like, only I, like, that stop time. jumping you, out you of that grab only... Like, realistically, you can only say so much. Like, the, the game is moving pretty quickly. FGC and Smash games, like, are fast games for the most part, at least compared to, like, uh, you know, like a, a 20, 30-minute league game, right? Like, yeah. the, an individual set lasts minutes. Um, so, like, there's only so much you can actually say. So, like, small individual tips like that, I don't feel like should be a problem. And fuck it. Like, league matches literally have the coach behind them with a clipboard and a headset. Like, yep. CSGO matches. Like, this is, this is the thing. So, like, I don't know why it should be any difference in the FGC. I'm, I'm just surprised it's such an issue. Yeah, I know. And I'm not I'm not saying this is this is going to be the thing that does it. But, like, I think it's important to talk about because I agree. I would, I would also say that it's probably not as big an issue in FGC as it is in, uh, in, in Smash. Yeah, no. I was going to say I was told it was, was, told it was just as big. Uh, I mean, not, I, don't, I don't know enough. Maybe I'm right. Hey, you, you enlighten me. I would say not necessarily, and like this is because um, I I credit me getting ninth at a major specifically to getting coached mid match. Um, I, I was playing like some dude on stream, and then I was just like, man, I really wish I knew what to do here. And then one of the tournament organizers looked at my coach. Uh, shout out to Felix, by the way. He looked at Felix and was just like. Get up there and help him. <laughs> oh, really? Like, yeah. <laughs> and he, he came up there. And he was like, "All right, this is what's happening right now. You got this." He, he just gave me the whole spiel, and I was just like, "Oh yeah, cool. I can do this." And like, he got up there, he helped me, and then like, went went back and forth. And we did the thing. It was great. So maybe like this Does is that just... happen often. I think that it happens more often than people think, especially with people that are like that are at like a higher level. Hmm. So maybe this is just another thing where. Um... Just melee uh, being backwards. Yeah, well, not even melee being backwards, but maybe it's, like, just behind the times. Because, like, melee, like, while I think it's always been, like, an incredible game and will have more depth than a lot of other fighting games, the community has always been, like, kind of one step behind the FGC in terms of, like, like understanding, like, a community aspect, I think. And mm-hmm. I think... Same way for Ultimate, though. I think Smash, in general, has, like, tried to, like push itself into the FGC and not necessarily like fully meshed with like everything that's going on with them. Mm. Oh yeah. I, I can agree with that. So, so maybe, maybe that's <coughs> the aspect. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just, I just didn't know it was, it wasn't as big of a deal in the FGC compared to, um, compared to smash smash is definitely a problem. And I don't, I don't like that it's a problem, but it's definitely a problem. I remember Tweak was fucking complaining about mid-set coaching um, recently when really it was just the guy's girlfriend giving him a massage in between matches, and it <laughs> wasn't was even really insane. any coaching. That was insane. Um, the but Tweak went off on Twitter. I, so, yeah. yeah, no, I actually remember D'Andro read that tweet, and he looks over at me and goes, hey, I want, I want you to tell you this real quick. And I'm like, come on! The, the first comment 
that I saw was some dude that said, no, it's a form of emotional coaching. And I was just like, I really? hate, I hate you. But Jeez. also, <laughs> the first, and it's probably, it's probably the most fucked up thing that we might say on here. But like, the dude, like, the first comment in reply to that was, I hope you get a girlfriend one day. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, this, that's the most perfect response to that that you could probably have. Usually I don't condone that, but holy shit, man, I was as upset as everyone when that dude was just like, yeah, her being up there was emotional support. It's emotion. It's an emotional form of coaching. I was like, yeah, it was emotional support is a form of coaching. I was like, get the fuck out of here. I mean, it is, but He's also not wrong. But also, I hate you. Yeah, but also, you, like, dude. that's not the point. Like, oh man, it was so bad. So one of my all-time favorite things, like, and hearing that made me think of something from like way back in early melee days. Um. And I think it's in the Smash documentary, and this is where I like I saw it. But um, mm-hmm. Isaiah had like a girl that he really liked. I remember this. Yeah, and um, there was a crew battle going on, and it was down to like him and like I think like one other person on his crew left, and she showed mm-hmm. up, and like he saw her there, and because she was there, he ended up sweeping the entire crew. Like hell yeah. Like so, it's, I remember that. Yeah, so it's like. Yeah, like, she she didn't, like, say anything or do anything besides being there, but that in and of itself is coaching, like... Yeah. Well, it's, like, the moral support part of coaching, right? Right. What we were talking about earlier. So, <laughs> so I, I don't know. Like, that, like... What's when, funny is, like, the contrast between, like, um, like uh, how, how it used to be a few years ago in CSGO where, like... Um, like the coaches would have like their own monitor and their own headset and right. have their own field of view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's um, let's kind of. Where they're about literally that. a sixth player. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm like segueing over. Yeah. So like the whole thing with with having like your girlfriend massage you in between matches um, as like moral support is like so nothing compared to what happened in CS:GO a few years ago because before it was no different than how it is now where where the coaches is technically separated from the. From the match, he's he's behind the players. Um, he may have a headset and a clipboard to figure out what's going on, but like he's not he doesn't have an active feed of the game. But Valve ended up putting in a couple of features into the game where um like kind of like spectating spectating features, if you will, um is a better way to describe it. But it gave coaches access to essentially a brand another computer um with a feed of the game um that only they could see. And they had full communication with the rest of the team, and they could shout commands and all kinds of things to the team, uh, and cover it, cover basically cover sections that the rest of the five original five couldn't do. Right? That's kind of sick. It is, but that's like that's basically being the sixth man in a five-person team. It made one of the positions in the team um, irrelevant. Typically in CS:GO team, uh, there's there's like four people that are um, responsible to like just. Those are your fraggers. Those are the, those are your 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 you know your money makers. Those are the ones that are getting the most kills. And then you have an in-game lead, and he's kind of like the team leader. He's um, he's like the quarterback. He's making sure strategy is going okay. Cover this, do that. Don't forget we're doing this. Yeah, he's a um, he's kind of a mini coach. Yeah, he's the QB. But that position ended up being irrelevant. It ended up being more valuable to have a fifth fragger and just have the coach as the sixth man being lead. Um, and it kind of. Even Valve ended up having a problem with that, and they ended up changing the rules. 
because it ended like they wanted it to be a five on five. This is supposed to be this is a different kind of game. Now you're playing a different game. So they ended up changing that. Coaches couldn't do that anymore. They had to go back to how it used to be originally. The Score Esports on YouTube has a really good video on it. Yeah. Um, if you want to go into more detail. Yeah. But um, I'll, uh, I'll link that it was, video in this. It was it was like the exact opposite of the stuff we're talking about now with Smash. We're like, like think about if Crunch like wasn't just looking over Hbox's shoulder, but like had his own separate feed where he's analyzing the entire video, but also. Um, and like it's live too. It isn't like it's delayed for any reason. It isn't like the stream feed. It's it's exactly what HBox sees. But then also he's got a headset to HBox that he's also feeding instructions to while he's actively playing. That's the close, and that's not even hundred percent there. Was, there's more that the coaches can do. I was gonna <laughs> say like the difference between that. Like so, I'm a I'm gonna be real with you guys. I I'm honestly of the mindset where it's like. If melee players want to have a Bluetooth headset on with their coach, like in the crowd, like watching the vi- like watching the uh, the tournament set, and they're like, "Hey, man, like do this, do that, like check out this, watch out for that," like yeah. I'm I'm completely on board with that because like I'm I'm good with that level of coaching, mm-hmm. but the aspect of like, oh, here's this six six player who like while they're not like actually doing anything in the game, they got like visual of the map like they're at like oh yeah overhead view of the map yeah uh, like, only for their side they can't see the enemy team of course right but like that's still really relevant information yeah yeah i i also think like with a like a tactical based shooter like that it's like way different because you're essentially like playing chess with all the like your your team but with um with like melee like the action is like just always happening right then and there so the only coaching you can provide like via headset like that is just quick like little spurts of like all right man you lost the stock what did you do wrong like yeah yeah like in between like in between uh deaths um you have that like small like five second eight second window like that's that's where you should shout like your instructions right yeah that's that's pretty much your only window of opportunity yeah but like you're not gonna get like a lot of time to be like okay maneuver over here and do this be sure to watch your flank and throw a throw smoke now because they should be coming through this now and like be sure to like line them up like that like with that is the thing yeah like with a tactical based shooter like you have all that freedom to like and time to do that but like you don't have that in a in a fighting game yeah and that's like the closest way I can even describe what the coaches had in CSGO, if, if I was compared to Melee, like where he has his own separate screen and he's got a direct line to HBox, right? Uh, two-way communication. Yeah. And that still isn't quite the same. Like the right. amount of, the amount of it's, it's as if he had like other information. Let's say he had other stats because there isn't like an overhead view, right? He doesn't have that in Melee. So let's pretend he had like, you know, slippy stats where it shows like neutral exchanges one and, you know, other. let's say he had other form of information to him then you're closer. Right. So then, like, that's how far apart we are. So then when I hear Tweet complain that, like, his opponent's getting mid-set coaching because, like, some guy in the crowd shouted, stay safe, and his girlfriend massaged his shoulder in between fucking sets. Like, get the fuck out of here, dude. Yeah. You're not, it's not real. Get get out of here. It's bananas. <laughs> oh, man. So, I mean, that's kind of, like, everything we... uh we kind of had. It did like, go away though, like I say. Um, they did change yeah. that. Um, so like they're back to just having a, uh, you know, the coach not be part of the part of the six. He's just five on five. The in-game lead is back. Um, 
Valve didn't like that. They really wanted to keep things five on five. Hmm. Yeah. So maybe like the, like there's a world where like coaching can go too far, and I think CS:GO kind of like hit that. Yeah, they definitely dance with that. Yeah, but it's and I do like team sports are like very different because there's like you talked about like the quarterback and stuff like that, and like the playmaker, the shot caller, and in baseball that person is the catcher, and it's like yeah, there's like literally a person designated on the team to to like coach people yeah i mean um my favorite overwatch league team even though we suck um it was the houston outlaws and one of the big problems we had last season um was our coach fucking made terrible decisions shout um, out to Marcus, by the way uh, I'm, a, I'm a fan uh, he gets a lot of shit but he's really good he does get a lot of shit for some reason but um yeah we were we were just making really shitty decisions and like everybody knew the analysts like New, listen, those few times where you actually did this instead, you mm. should have just kept doing that. Why did you go back to do the, the losing strategy again? Like, everybody knew we were fucking up, and it was a coaching thing. Yeah. Eventually, late into the season, we finally decided to change in, like, stage four. And then, hey, we won some games. Look at that. But it was just like it was a coaching thing. Um, and then the beauty is this offseason, uh, we fired that coach and got a new coach, a really good coach. So I'm, like, really hopeful for next season. Yeah, man. It's... The the power of the coach is super real. Like yeah. like your players can be good and like I know like the in uh like League of Legends and stuff like that, they like there's always like the talks of like the super team where it's like, yeah, we took all the we, we bought all the best players in the world and put them on one team and it's like can can you do that? That's that's not fair. And then that that team, was a uh, that was Phase Clan on CS:GO a few years yeah, ago. Yeah, and then the team that's literally what that was. And then the team like underperforms because like there's no team synergy and the coach isn't like actively like working with them and like yeah you, you take this team of like all stars and you put them together and they're all the quarterback like they're all trying to do everything and the coach is like I don't know what the fuck to do. I don't know what you want. Yeah, and like. But you put, like, a competent coach in that seat that knows how to, like, rein in everybody and get them shining the best that they can, and you see, like, astronomical results. Yeah. Just God, I wild. hope we do better next season. Yeah, let me know, let me know how God that goes, because, like, I'm, like, that's actually, like, going to be We made a lot of changes, though, not just in coaches. We got, we got two new coaches, uh, one of them being really good, and we got rid of an old one, but also we made some roster changes, too. That's, I mean, that's to be expected. I'm I'm really hopeful. We got a we got a good team. Tight. <laughs> it's weird because I am not from Houston or anywhere near Texas. I've never been there in my life, but for yeah, some reason I gravitate I? towards that team. I don't know. Yeah, dude, I was I was gonna say you don't uh you don't support the Florida Mayhem. They're no, I don't. <laughs> Season one they were the meme team and that kinda was kinda fun for a while, but um no. They're just not no. There's nothing about him I care about. <laughs> All right, that's that's fair. Okay, well, well, I think we uh, we kind of covered like everything uh, on the docket the, for coaching. Uh, do Do you guys have anything else to add? I I will say I'm surprised there isn't as much controversy in FGC compared to Smash as far as mid set coaching. Yeah, I um, I think it I think it just comes with age. I actually didn't know that. Like. Fighting games have been around for fucking forever since like. Late. Oh, I know what I think comes through. It comes through arcades, I probably because there's always people around you. 
shouting shits and your friends are cheering you on and mm-hmm. it's right there where in smash because it was in people's houses um that wasn't always the case um yeah i i, I have to imagine it actually comes from arcades yeah dude like some amount of arcade culture probably carries over into the aspect of like coaching and honestly just the fgc in general really like yeah it just feels more natural because it's because just because like how people grew up with the tools they had around them right yeah no that's i was never an arcade guy i can appreciate the culture but like i hated paying to play a game that i could just do it at home dude that was that listen (laughs) When you had to pay to play this, this could be a completely. This is another topic, right? Like arcades versus consoles, right? Like there, it it hits differently when you when you, you have saved your lunch money for a week. <laughs> you go to the arcade, right? You, you have five dollars. You get one lunch was a dollar, right? You get subsidized lunch. Lunch was a dollar. You have five dollars. You go to the arcade on the weekend, right? That's all you have to play. Fifty cents a game, ten games, right? Every loss hurts. Every especially when, especially when your opponent has a fucking three coaches behind him giving him massages yeah. and giving him all kinds. Of- <laughs> and you're over here with your fucking lunch money, <laughs> throwing it all away. Oh my god! <laughs> it's a sad yeah. day. Your your opponent's back there living the life of Riley. You got your lunch money here, and he's got some girl behind him rubbing his shoulders. He's got he's got crunch. He's got the whole crew. Yeah, yeah, and he's, he's got an entourage. Yeah, he's got a whole entourage of coaches, and you're just sitting here with your lunch money? Man, it's crazy. Oh, my God. He just looks at you and goes, free, next. (laughs) He just, you don't even get to put your cores in the machine. He just fucking takes them, put them in his pocket. (laughs) Yeah, I never get into the arcades. Like like I said, I can appreciate the culture. I think it was really hype. It was awesome to watch, but I I had never participated. Oh, boy. That is going to be something we're going to talk about eventually. Yeah, we'll, I want to go into detail for that. I'll put that on the docket. All right. Uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. If you uh, if you want more content, we're on uh, Spotify, and probably by this point, the point this goes up will be on iTunes. Got all that figured out. Uh, but for more content, you can check us out at uh, com. You can uh, follow me on twitch.tv slash monkhb. You know, I think we got... I'm- I think we got Legacy Good. Cube coming up, so I might start streaming again. Who knows? Ooh. Are you going to start streaming again? Maybe. I don't know. Look at you. Back back on my bull-ish. <laughs> back on my bullshit. Nick Esposito. Streaming for the people. I haven't streamed in a long time, and I probably won't be able to for a while. So instead, follow me on Twitter, I guess, at FreddyZero. I, I could probably stream one day. I should stream, actually, more than I do. Right now, I'm taking a small break uh, until LCQ. After that, uh, the season doesn't start again until March. Um, so, yeah, I've probably got a lot of time to stream then. So, yeah, um, after I come back from LCQ, I'll, I'll probably stream. And where can probably they can find you? Uh, you can find me at twitch.tv slash deanthrax, uh, D-E-A-N-T-H-R-A. XXX. There's three X's. My Twitter only has one X at Deanthrax. All right. Once again, thank you guys for tuning in. We'll catch you next time. Peace. Bye.